What's Up podcast. Uh, I'm Jocelyn Murphy, the associate What's Up editor, and I'm so excited because we have Katie Henriksen in the studio in the office with us today. Hi, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so much fun to to be doing a podcast. This is like my realm. I love I love doing audio yes. interviews. So yes. thank you. And we will get to in just a second why audio is your realm. <laughs> but just uh, just to let everyone know why you're here. Uh, Annually, I think it started maybe seven-ish years ago, What's Up started compiling a list of people that we had noticed throughout the year were making a huge impact on the Northwest Arkansas arts scene. We felt like we're going to make even bigger moves in the coming year, and we just wanted to point out to everyone, hey, you should keep an eye on these people, and people really loved it, and so we continue to do it. And Katie is part of our end of 2019 going into 2020 list of people to watch. So welcome, Katie. Thank you. Yes. And so if the voice uh, across from me sounds familiar to you, uh, that is probably because you've heard Katie on her show of note on KUAF uh, for the past eight years. It was about almost eight years, not quite eight years. Yes. But you're involved in the involved in started co-founded the trillium salon series you're an arts journalist in the area like katie is everywhere doing a million things so uh tell me about your crazy year katie (laughs) (laughs) gosh well yeah it's it's been a huge transition and uh being a host and a classical music host and arts producer for kuf is, has been a dream, and I, I loved doing that for eight years, and I loved cultivating an audience and bringing new people into the realm of classical music, which is one of the reasons I founded Trillium Salon Series, because I grew up in a classical home, and it was just natural for me to hear uh, Bach fugues and all these things, and I, I often talk about how when I was little, I was like plucking tra- Plucking isn't the right word because it's a it's a harpsichord. You can't pluck a harpsichord. But I was punching the keys on the harpsichord with chopsticks. And I'm like, oh, that's not a usual childhood thing. <laughs> and I grew up going to concert hall stages and, and going to performances. My mom was a musician. My grandparents are musicians. Everyone in my family performed. Um, so when I started Trillium, the idea was to demystify what classical music was. And we expanded that. Um, into new music, so contemporary music and experimental sounds as well. Um, but it's been huge because that type of music is, is so it's such it's such a bomb um, for me as a human to experience it and hear that resonance and be in that room and, and just delve into it. It's a way to a way to work out being in this crazy world. And I love bringing that to other people, people who don't necessarily feel like they're the type of person who who could afford to go to a fancy concert or get dressed up to like do this upper crust type thing. I wanted to show that, hey, this type of music is for everyone. And it was a big hit. And I love doing that. Um, and just as a quick aside, Trillium Salon Series is a music series that you founded for Four years ago? Four and a half? It was 2016, I believe. Three? Okay. Yeah. Well, going it's hard, on to, it's hard, to, it's yeah. hard to keep track of, but we did have our fourth annual uh, New Year's Day salon, and so, but that was because it's 
the calendar year thing. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so this is a this is a series that you uh, brought to Northwest Arkansas to, like you said, kind of demystify um, chamber music, classical music, and then expanding into other realms. And you were hosting concerts um, in kind of unexpected venues, trying to break down those barriers between the audience and the musician, literally starting in your own living room right. with the first one. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so amazing. And so basically, I know to go back to your original question with the year, so Trillium was growing and I've been working towards making that organization its own nonprofit organization so that we have the 501c3 status and we can grow as an organization, do fundraising through traditional outlets like getting grants and that kind of thing. And, and that actually happened as of December 12th, so we did that. I also wanted to expand my a podcast of my own, which is called Sound Off, and it features interviews. Really, I love interviews. It's one of my favorite formats. Uh, interviews with musicians and people who are making music that doesn't fit in anywhere, because I'm really drawn to that type of music, music that combines jazz and classical, combines indie rock and classical, uh, combines electronica with classical, all those kinds of juxtapositions I've always been drawn to. So I'm focusing on that podcast, which is a nationally syndicated podcast, and also growing my own arts journalism career. And I think this is the perfect time to do that here in Northwest Arkansas with the burgeoning art scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with all of that going on, you made the decision that it was time to leave KUAF. Right. So, so I having a full time every daily a daily show is is a lot of work. It's very time consuming and rewarding, but for me to pursue these efforts like my podcast, um, making Trillium nonprofit, and to pursue more arts journalism, it, it was something where I had to make this decision mm -hmm. on, on on what to do, and it, it felt like the right time. Um, we had a, a big change at KYF as well with the, the founding station manager stepping down. Mm -hmm. So it, it felt like the, the right time to go ahead and make that scary jump. Yeah, a little bit. And But how now that you've, uh, quote, unquote, freed up a little bit of your time, <laughs> how has having more time to devote to these other, you know, projects? I don't want to call them projects because it makes it sound like it's an aside, but, you know, your, your other interests, your other pursuits, um, have you seen them flourish in the way so far that you've wanted to? Yeah, I mean, with Trillium in particular, having, having the opportunity to really focus in on Trillium, Growing it as an official nonprofit organization, that's been huge. We also have our own studio space, which I use as my personal artistic studio, and I can work on my podcast there. But it's the studio space for Trillium Salon Series. It's up at Mount Sequoia. There's a new new endeavor called Creative Spaces NWA, and, and they have a building up on Mount Sequoia. And when I was growing up, that was the Methodist Retreat Center. Right. And now it's Mount Sequoia Center, and they're doing education and events, and it's open to everyone. And one of the opportunities that they've presented for the artistic community is to open up studio, affordable studio spaces and also opportunities for Trillium Salon Series to have concerts up in one of their amazing buildings because there's so many buildings up there. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's very new, the, the new space, correct? Yeah, I, I felt... I, I mean, new I, new for Trillium, I mean. Yes, I mean, Trillium was just working out of wherever I was, on my couch or wherever. <laughs> it was not, there was no official space for it. Now now we have an official space and, and we're a legit organization. 
the podcast is is I'm I'm working on figuring out when I can edit it because I when I was at KUAF it's like I had a groove you know mm -hmm. about production and when I when I'd work on editing interviews when I'd do the voiceovers to uh, pick up the music all those kind of things and and when you're in a freelance world that doesn't exist the same and I don't have a timeline um, as a journalist I'm I'm, I'm like. I, I work on deadlines, so when I don't have one, it's a little harder to, like, yep. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to, like, how to navigate all these different moving pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And has the podcast aired yet? No. It's okay. Not, no, we're, we're still, I'm, basically, it's been in production for a long time, and I'm taking my good time because I want it, I want to slow kick it and make Definitely. it perfect instead of just rush it out there. Yeah. I've, I have really incredible interviews with people like Caroline Shaw, who, won the Pulitzer Prize for music when she was only like 35 years old mm. um, and people like that, Missy Mazzoli. And it's interesting that I'm mentioning people in that world because I actually do public relations for a New York City record label and Caroline Shaw is on that record In case label. you didn't have enough going on. No, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so tell me a little about, um, we'll, we'll come back to all the incredible people you are interviewing and and um yeah have have coming into the area but um or maybe not necessarily coming into the area because it's a podcast right so okay. everyone can listen to the interviews from anywhere and I love like I said podcasting and interviews I, I've always I mean since I first became a journalist and decided I wanted to pursue that when I was in college I've just always been drawn to interviews and interviews specifically with people in the creative world so we can talk about art and music and literature and and open up those conversations so everyone can find out about these fascinating have fascinating conversations mm -hmm. basically um so i mean think of terry gross type situations i've always uh, she's i've always admired the way that she interviews people and long-form interviews not like soundbite interviews yeah yeah definitely and so you mentioned Caroline is on this uh, record label that you were doing PR for. Is that also new? That has also come up in the last year or so, or is that yeah, older? Well, New Amsterdam Records is really awesome record label run by composers in New York City, and they founded the label a decade ago to highlight people they felt were lost in the system. Um, they, they are all composers themselves, and they're younger, and so the the way that the traditional label world was working for like getting composers new composers it was really hard for new voices to come in especially uh, voices underrepresented like women and people of color and all that kind of stuff so they founded the label with the intent of launching careers and helping people establish careers in the contemporary music world. And so they successfully did that with like Missy Mazzoli who, who now uh, I think Last year, or maybe it's when, within the last two years, she became one of the first women composers to ever be commissioned by the Metropolitan Opera in mm. New York. Wow. So that sounds like it's a perfect fit for right. you to be well, there I'd, and I, I'd right been, along with your I'd podcast. I worked as an arts journalist on um, music, covering music from New Amsterdam Records, writing about them, doing features, and having album reviews, and doing interviews. And so I, that's how I was familiar with the organization in the first place. And so it was like a really good fit when they, they needed help with their public relations. Great. Yeah. So back to Trillium. 
How has uh, a, going into this nonprofit status, I know it kind of just happened, but uh, or last month, but how is that going to affect the organization moving forward? What's that going to allow you to do that you weren't able to do previously? Sure. Well, first of all, we opened, well, I, we could have opened a bank account at any time, but this now we have an official nonprofit bank account and we can issue, we can like do all of, all of our bookkeeping, everything through an official account, and we can apply for grants. Most, uh, many organizations, they won't, they won't fund organizations unless they're nonprofit status. So it opens up a world of funding and then also fundraising. Um, fundraising is, is something that you can do as a nonprofit organization a lot easier than if it's like a DIY shoestring. When you're that level of an organization, you really have to be more like, hey, uh, donate $10 here or there. Uh, as official 501c3, we can do official fundraising campaigns and and raise money have goals and then start structuring so that we can actually have a group of people who have different different tasks and duties within the organization and make it legitimate that Mm. way yeah and one of the goals you have had for a long time and are now about is about to begin is the artist residencies through trillium is that correct so in march we have a classical guitarist and composer. He is actually a Fort Smith native. His name is Thomas Eccles. He's from Fort Smith. He's been in Austin for a long time, and he's the head of the Austin Classical Guitar Society. He is coming in March, um, I think March 16th, he'll be here, and we haven't determined, he'll be here all week. He's staying up on Mount Sequoia, and he'll have a residency so he can write music and compositions. He's also going to teach a workshop, a composing workshop, and then at the end of the week we'll have a Trillium Salon concert and some of what he'll play will be stuff that he's composed up on Mount Sequoia. And and for Trillium, it's specifically making space for um, music that's not songwriter. Like, I haven't ever, it's not that we couldn't host a vocalist, someone who's writing lyrics, but we don't, um, every, every standalone Trillium Salon has all been like instrumental music kind of thing so we want to make space for music that that is not that is underrepresented here in northwest arkansas yeah that's very exciting and you had the first concert event at the new Mount Sequoia space last month, right? Around the for the yeah, winter solstice. Yeah, we had solstice. two events. Okay. Yeah, two events um, in December and January first. So we had a winter solstice concert on the solstice, and that was a more informal thing where we do have a sing along and we sang carols and all that kind of thing. And then we had our fourth annual New Year's Day potluck, and it featured some sing-along. It also featured a new music ensemble, a collaboration between a hip-hop artist and saxophone player. We had harp and cello. We had accordion. I'm sure I'm forgetting one of the... Oh, we had a clarinet and violin duo as well. So lots lots of different music. Yeah, wide variety at one event. Yes. And so how how did the new space function? Is it, you know, what what you've been dreaming that it would be? It the the Does space, it still need a work a little space bit of work? That, that we actually used one of their halls, it was Miller Lodge. Well, we outgrew it already. So we're wow. we're talking about going to a larger space where we can because it's a potluck, so we have a whole bunch of food and drinks set up. 
we set them up in the same room. There was a kitchen with drinks, but then the food was in the same room as the performance, and it was too, it was packed. So we're going to get a larger space next year with, like, a separate room so we can have the food area in one place and the performance in another. Yeah, that's an exciting problem to have, though. Yeah. <laughs> so what what does your next year look like ideally? Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, that's a big question. Um, I think just being able to effectively get some funding for Trillium so that we can actually establish our goals for the next three years, uh, grow the artist residency, um, be able to actually, like for, for example, right now what we do is we have concerts sponsored and so so we work a lot with local local all local or like regional or people who are coming through because they were already coming through the area so if we have fundraising and we have the opportunity to reach out to an artist that I really admire and just see like what what it would take for them to be able to perform here and we might have the budget to do that I would love to have that I'd love to have my podcast up and running surely it will be by then <laughs> um, but it and then I, I'd love to be able to be doing my more of my own writing and journalistic endeavors yeah yeah and so where can people find you do you have any websites or socials you want to plug where can they look out sure. for the podcast yeah, um, my podcast will be out on the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. It's criticalfrequency.org. I have my own personal website, which is Katie Henriksen, K-A-T-Y-H-E-N-R-I-K-S-E-N.com. And Trillium also has a website, trilliumsalonseries.com, and you can sign up to get invites at the bottom of the homepage. I'm on the social medias of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, and Trillium is as well. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so, what's your next? What's your next event coming up? Is it? Is it Trillium? What's What's the next thing people should look out for that they can participate in or, or go to or be a part of? Um, I would say the Trillium. We're We're talking before March. We're talking about doing something smaller. Like one of the the things we'd like to implement is we've done this a little bit in the past, but have a social engagement situations where it's people all just coming together and talking about like music and and connecting with each other in our community so look out for that I don't have any details so sign up to okay. be on the Trillium Salon series list yes yes well Katie congratulations on your very exciting but very busy and very you know lots of moving pieces but very exciting developments and we're all you know looking forward to seeing what else comes we're looking forward to the podcast and the expansion of trillium uh congratulations on everything and thank you for being here thank you so much thank you.